0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Tim Fall Hat. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays! And here's a word from our sponsor, Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens every day because I want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. Okay, I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great, and wanted to see what
1: the hype was all about. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole-food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things.
0: And it's real simple. Okay, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamins, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Okay, It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew
1: habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
0: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is gonna give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy the show.
2: Tim Foyle Happy. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about?
1: Global controls will have to be imposed and Created to enforce them. Welcome
0: to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboys. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That, 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 that's some interdimensional it's, shit. Oh <laughs> Wake up, Aaron.
1: This is only the beginning.
0: Dude, you just blew my mind.
1: Are you ready to get your mind blown?
0: Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do? I'm here to Rawr. rock. Join me as always, uh, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and twos, in some weird log cabin, Jay nice Johnny Woodard, who just celebrated his birthday! Woo-hoo! Happy birthday, Johnny!
1: Uh, yeah, celebrating it tonight.
0: Oh, okay, I think that means Johnny wants to hurry up. Okay, I got gotcha, you, yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Okay, guys, this is our second last show. Uh, this is a great one. We have with Monica Perez from the Deep Dive. She also was formerly of the Propaganda Report. We love her very much. It's a fun conversation. We wanted to talk about uh, FTX, but we ended up talking about everything <laughs> else. Uh, guys, we, uh, if you want to see me live in January, things start cooking with gas. January twelfth through the fourteenth, Batavia, Illinois. I am at the Comedy Vault. Then the following weeks, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, at the House of Comedy. Then we're gonna have some uh, LA. Then we're gonna have some uh, Tim Fall hats at the end of the month. Long Beach, we're at Harvell's in Long Beach, uh, two shows. And I gotta get this up. But also, so on the twenty sixth is uh, Long Beach, and on the twenty eighth, Bakersfield. We're back at the Well. Dropping Hammer of the Gods, Xavier, myself, maybe Johnny can get his head out of his ass and join us. And then February 24th, we have, and 25th, we have Tacoma. I have other shows I got put up. And then in March, Bloomington, Minnesota. Big shit's coming. Uh, any dates? You guys got any dates?
1: Nope. We're to go. New Broken right, Sam just I dropped. Check, out- uh, check it out. It's a good one. We had uh, someone who Sam saw an angel, dropped. a legit angel uh, encounter. It was amazing. Check that out. Yeah,
0: we talked to the hottest janitors in America, and we find out why Mexican high school kids have such road rage. Uh, <laughs> check it out on Broken Sim. Guys, Rockfin, go check out the videos. Cash Daddy's um, uh, pay, uh, Patreon and then all of our affiliates. Go to samtribly.com and enjoy this episode with Monica Perez. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Eric, open your mic. <laughs> Drink, okay, up, we're coming you know, towards the end. This is the second last show of the year and I uh, couldn't think of a better person to have on. She's one of my favorite uh, researchers out there, content creators. Uh, she's a little bit of a black pill. So I enjoy having talks with her. Maybe she like kind of brings me back to reality and some stuff. But she's got a new show called Deep Dives. Please welcome Monica Perez. How are you, Monica?
3: Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. I'm great. It's such a pleasure to be with you guys. I feel like this is launching my little holiday. And it's I'm all I'm all white pill because I'm all about the here and now and life. And I know you can't do this, Sam, but I like the cocktails and yes, the whole, like, taking back the power, probably hopeless, but you know what? But we're probably going to get to 80, 85 years old and, you know, hug our kids, hug our grandkids. That's yeah. it. That's all you can hope I, I
0: was just thinking about that today, about, like, all these people that have moved off-grid because they're just ready for this shit to pop. And I go, and I was thinking, like, you made the right move if shit it pops off. But if shit <laughs> doesn't pop off, you're living in some weird I mean, it's like beautiful, but it's also like yeah. you're living really a lot harder than you have to. And like, I I I don't want stuff to pop off. I also don't want people to think that I'm saying anything negative about people who grow their own food and all that stuff. But it's obviously you talk to anybody, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of work. And I get it. But that works out if everything goes to shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like those people that spent half their time in bomb shelters in the 60s, you know, waiting oh, for, yeah. the, for the air raid sirens. And
3: my house was full of dried food. You know, my <laughs> father had us practice that stuff, putting tinfoil up on the windows and everything. And yeah, I agree with you. Like, it is a very hard road. And um, one thing that that does actually is take people out of the actual political mix, kind of like the dead and acid. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it seems cool, but you had the you had the numbers back then. And they're just like, oh no, tune out. This is a good time to tune out. So I don't like like that it lures people away. That is a problem. And like when I was saying to my husband, it's was like, ah, or I would say to the kids, like, eh, don't worry about going to college. It's all, you know, brainwashing and the world's pretty much going to end anyway. My husband's like, what are you doing? what are you doing <laughs> telling these kids not to go to college? I'm like, oh, if they want to go. And of course they want to go. And you know what? My father told me not to go to college too. And I remember thinking like, wow, I have a much better job than when I was a waitress and a dropout from high school. I think he was wrong. And now I'm back to like thinking he was right. But the fact is I did have a better job going to college. So maybe it'll well, all hit the I'm fan, childer- but you know.
0: I'm much older than you, but when- I had the opportunity to go to college or not go to college. And it was incredible that any college would actually take me. But, you know, there was a lot of jobs outside of college. And I think now there's just so much opportunity because the Internet to to find ways to make real, real, a real good living outside the, the, the normal business structure. And so I I think it's interesting. I I think if I had to tell my daughters, I go, listen, if you want to go, go. If you want the college experience, just find an apartment near campus and go (laughs) hang out. And run around and do all the stuff college girls do and have a good time without the debt.
3: Well. I agree with the debt is bad, but for me, I was a waitress and I used to make a lot of money. I mean, I think I remember making, you know, $17 an hour after taxes. I worked six nights a week. I went to community college and it was great. People, single moms could raise their kids that way. And, but it was the only blue collar thing that was open to women for sure. And now they had this movement sweeping the country, which I think is totally a plot from restaurant owners to huh. change that. From like getting 15% tips to getting $15 an hour, which would be all tax. would be devastating. The women could not raise kids on their own with that but kind no of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a thing that wow. they're, they're trying to implement it for a long time and it's not taking off. They tried to do it in San Francisco and they had to go back because people can't live on it. But what they do is they put like 18% on the bottom of your check. And then you pay it thinking it's going to them, but they split it among everyone, including the people in the back. But all that means is they're giving people like a wage, maybe a little bit of a bump on the wage, but it's still like more like $15 or $20 an hour. And it really should be like $60 an hour is what you would get from from tips. So like they're trying to make it so that all surplus gets absorbed so that you cannot like get out there on their own. But I agree with you, like if you can go for it. I totally agree. Like I'm of that camp. I feel like I did drop out of high school. You know, I went to community college and I transferred to Harvard. Like it was a weird moonshot. transferred to
0: Harvard? Crazy story.
3: Yes. Crazy. And then I kind of dropped out again. I was like, eh. (laughs) What was Harvard like? Well, I transferred as a junior And so that it it was not really set up for that. So I lived like with the graduate students. It was so stressful. I could hardly speak like I literally they would you go around the room and say your name and I would stammer like I could not say my own name. I would I just was just and I had a saying like, I'm not leaving till they carry me out on a stretcher. So I didn't. So
0: is there. So you went to a community college, right? Yeah. Brooklyn Community College. Is the education completely different at Harvard or am I am I paying for the name?
3: Well, I found the community college good because, first of all, it's very approachable. You could talk to the teachers and you could learn everything they were teaching you, which I like. When you go to Harvard, it was just I mean, literally, I was a junior and the guys like, look at your syllabus. And did you read everything? And I looked over to the person next to me. I said, what's a syllabus? I was a junior in Harvard and that, I mean, maybe people don't even know what that is because I only learned it. It's like a list of the books and the things that you're supposed to do and the dates and everything. I didn't even know that. I didn't know there was like homework over the summer. I was way behind. It was such an overwhelming amount of work, which was nothing compared to when I went to law school, which actually features into what I wanted to talk about today. But it was such an overwhelming amount that it was like impossible to get my mind around having not gone to one of these prep high schools, which is where they really make the difference. So I was like an uh, affirmative action, poor kid kind of higher there. And I was <laughs> ill prepared. So I wasn't going to I was there to prop up the like kids who went to Exeter and could actually handle it. It was really difficult, very stressful. I had no money at all. Like I I had to literally like make friends with the kitchen guys who would give me some food because they gave me a full scholarship, but they don't understand I had nothing so when they didn't, pay isn't not is yeah, isn't no that food.
2: the, isn't that the worst? Cause you're hanging out with elite people uh, that have could, money.
3: And I couldn't like go to bars or anything. Like I could not do anything. Cause I literally had not, I don't know if anybody has had that experience, but that's how I grew up. I'm the youngest. Yeah. Supply. Matt, Matt like, Damon, nothing. Matt Damon
1: had that exact experience actually. <laughs> <laughs> Dead
3: broke. <laughs> well, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, yes. Movie he, has, joke, he was the janitor. Yes. Yeah, okay. My father no, it was terrible
0: told me when i was very young like i was like 12 or 13 he goes you know what your birthday gifts going to be when you're 16 a job like i i hit it running and i always yeah. worked always I worked i did
3: too but you i couldn't work there cuz it was too hard
0: oh to work and go to school
3: yes that was t- i could do it at a community college but i could not do it at harvard so, That's and then, crazy. but it's a method. So the first, I was there for four semesters and the first semester I got C's and B's and then I got like B's and B's and then I got A's and B's and then the last semester I got A's because I just figured out how to do it and how to do it is to listen to the professor and everything he says or anything he wrote about is what he wants you to know. So you just have to figure out what they're going to ask you and you can do that by figuring out what they write about. Um,
0: so you uh, graduate from Harvard. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. With economics. And then I went to Stanford business school and law school and that frigging Stanford law school was too, I, I did not figure it out till it was too late. So I did not do well. That's crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. That was very stressful. Like you can't can't, just cram in law school.
0: You got, it's like, it's just from start to finish.
3: Yeah. You have to like have good study habits, which is another thing you learn when you're, you know, in like a fancy high school or whatever. And I just, I was like, there's nothing I can't learn in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Law school. <laughs> you cannot learn it in one day. And they would tell you like, read the cases. Meanwhile, there are all these like crib note outline things that are like 80 pages, the whole entire class. And they literally said like, it lacked integrity to use them. I'm such a moron, like nobody went, but I was an idiot. And I just was so out of my elements. I just didn't know. And I was like, I'm going to do what she said. But again, <laughs> I was propping up the kids who knew, you know, whose dads were lawyers.
0: That's crazy. And I get that. You're totally right. These private schools, a friend of mine goes, you know, they always say these people, these people run Hollywood, you know, who runs Hollywood private school kids. Yeah. They're all private school kids. And they uh-huh. all have this kind of polish that they just know each other. And that's who ends up, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies with each other. So it's like, intra. I didn't know that about you, Monica. That's amazing. Yeah,
3: yeah it was amazing. And I, I mean, I was like, my father is very anti-school. And he said, don't go to college. It's a waste of time and money. And they'll brainwash you. And I totally believed it. And I mean, I'm the youngest of nine. And my mother, by this point, was like, so. You have any out. other. Yeah holy really? shit i, I was the first that. one or the second one to graduate from college yeah like i was a pioneer <laughs> you're more mexican than
0: life. xavier guerrero
2: yeah that's yeah, mexican you got some mexican you definitely i'm, got some yeah, mexican I'm only you. mexican
3: by marriage but yes i'm definitely <laughs> culturally mexican which in new york was puerto rican <laughs> like, <Yeah.
1: laughs>
3: there was no mexican when i was growing it was like puerto ricans are in new york and mexicans are in texas i remember the first mexican in new york i'm like how did you get here? Like, why? why <laughs> would, you know, why would Mexicans come to New York? It was so weird. But... It is
0: weird. Mexicans in Canada are the weirdest. You're yeah. like, did you just keep running?
3: Why? Somebody, <laughs> I feel like somebody gave him a bus ticket, like a DeSantis yeah. put him on a plane, like just said, "Hey, we need Mexicans there because the Puerto Rican thing's working out," and you know. It was weird.
0: Monica, I, I'm really excited. To, I always love talking. I always love when you're on the Union of the Unwanted. You are really like you're a very stable voice. Like when you say something, I go, there's probably a lot of research <laughs> into what is going on. And so and now hearing everything that you went went through, I I, I believe it even more. Ah, uh, which is so crazy that you and I are talking. You went to Harvard. I, I I'm functionally illiterate. I mean, but it's a fun conversation, right, Sand? Um, so you want to get into FTX, but I really want to get into like, we'll get into that, but, but I want to lead into just the entire like, what is your feel about where we are right now, and are we winning? Are we losing? I, I know there's a whole this whole march to digital. And all these things are going on, but it's like, you know, I have you in my life, but I also have someone like Eddie Bravo, who's very much, I call him the prophet Eddie Bravo because he talks about like things that maybe people, I don't know how to put it. It's like, it's like deep, deep, you know, it is a deep dive, but in a little different way. Right. And this whole notion that their whole process got sped up quicker than they wanted to. And that's why, as you know, you I and everybody on the show and people who listen to the show know about the Pfizer dumps, know about the data that, that the vaccine leads to clotting and all this stuff. And not every not all people know that, and that's fine. We got Henry Winkler going, is it possible Fauci's a good guy and great American? And you're like, uh no. But <laughs> but the way they seem to be marching forward, it's almost like either the people at the very top are being lied to by their social media people that, ah, this isn't tracking well. Or they're just, they have a plan and they're sticking to it. And even though it does not seem like, even though we got idiots walking around with masks on, it doesn't seem to have stuck like maybe they would have hoped. Is that, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I understand what you're saying, I do believe that they are I don't think it's ever like, oh, it went faster or it's out of their control, or this world leader went rogue and he used to be a CIA agent, but then he's I don't believe that. I think they I think you can call back to the you know religious expression like many are called but few are chosen, I guess from the Bible. They like with Obama who went to a private. High school. Like, so you knew he was one of those. They, I think they had, they were what Harry Reid said, like they're ready for, you know, whatever, uh, uh black, uh, maybe light skinned black. I already say a guy who talks like, uh, can talk in the African American dialect or, um, white American dialect, like something like that. They were ready for that. So they had a lot of African-Americans in positions like governors and mayors and stuff. They were going to choose from them. And some of them went up in flames and some of them didn't, but ended up being Obama. And I feel like that's the same thing. They like put out a lot of different uh, psyops at once, maybe, and some of them take and some of them don't. I think they know that they, I think like the way they unrolled COVID and you would have thought they would do it again. Like there was going to be another year of that, or you're going to have climate lockdowns like right on the heels of it or whatever. And I think they, they use those two year things to put their theories into practice cycle, like deep psychological theories, real psychological research, sociological research they unroll these operations like the COVID thing for two years. They absolutely analyze the data. They see how people react. They're ready for different types of reactions. And then they can push ahead or they can pull back. Like you can literally read, I used to do research on this like PSYOPs and they would say like they would roll out and if it was good, they would push it again, another phase. And I feel like they they do that. And then also I think part of, so more, I, I would say, at least half of the value of all of that was them gathering the data they need to do the next phase of whatever it is they want to do tech technocracy or whatever. And that when they, uh, they also may need to pull back like matrix style. So they can't give you the perfect world anyway, because we wouldn't accept it. So they push it forward and then they give you, um, dissenting voices or you know, they show their skirts a little bit and you see, oh, the Pfizer thing. And that both gives us some sense of like what you're saying, like there is a chance for us. But in another way, it also is demoralizing because we will not, it won't matter. It's like, if you read the report from Iron Mountain, they said, we can release this, which is 100% our plan for the future and it won't matter at all. We don't even have to make it secret there's nothing anyone can or will do about it, and I and so ultimately I think that. But they had to pull back, and then the big big picture. My son thinks that the future is Blade Runner. So this was a thing I I threw out there, and Johnny Vedmore repeated it uh, retweeted it like, are we going to go to? Is the future going to be the Blade Runner, um, Demolition Man, or the Matrix? You know, and and what is it going to be? It's probably going to be. Blade Runner, like mostly society, but flying cars and a lot of surveillance. And so I I think we'll still have our humanity, even though I am worried about genetic manipulation. I think we'll still have our humanity, but it'll just level up. Like after every world war, it just, you know, part of the old goes, but the remnants still alive. And unless you can really kill them all, like they're trying to do with COVID and the vaccine just kills old sick people, that will help accelerate total change. But I think this, you know, goes forward and back.
0: I I love that man your kid's really smart and I think there is something I, I think there is going to be maybe two societies in many different facets man you know like I think there's gonna be so you know I think there's gonna be big city living and that's gonna come with a lot of peril that's gonna come with a lot of surveillance that's gonna come like I think we're gonna be a shinier version of Brazil. In a weird
3: oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: where it's like super rich, super poor, you know, and these big cities are going to be just where you go to kind of grow your brand, risk your life. There's crime everywhere. People seem to be okay with it. It's like this thing I just tweeted and put out on Twitter, which was that mouse utopia, like where that, that 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 guy ran the experiment, built a giant city, let mice, and then you just saw violence and alt- like alternative lifestyle. <laughs> and these yeah, like, yeah. the females stopped reproducing with a lot of the males and they got very selective. And then they create a society that lived higher up above everybody, which is like totally New York City and Los Angeles, right? Like yeah. this seems to be how mammals operate right? Animals operate. We are in fact animals. And I think you're going to see where like the big cities are crazy and the small cities are like, there's more, you know, more people are paying attention to like city council, a uh, board of education, all that stuff. And we're just going to have almost like two different ways of operating.
3: I I thought you were talking about the movie Brazil, (laughs) which is super trippy. It's like, (laughs) I I was like, wow, that would be some some future. But I think the big difference would, I think the one thing that won't change is to your point that if, and I don't know how tiny this little capstone would be or whatever, but if you have money, if you have a lot of money, then you. I think it'll be fine, but you have to have a lot of money and that's going to come with being able to contribute to that system, which is going to rob you of your integrity probably. And it will go for that like elite, like they'll give, they are taking testing out of college. I don't really know why, maybe because they just need fewer people, but they are definitely going to pick the ones they need.
0: I think they're taking all this out because they, I mean, to me, the last time we've seen a move to destroy education, like, like this was right after Vietnam. And when everybody protested, black, white, straight, gay, old, young, everyone protests against the Vietnam War. And I think they went, whoa, uh, too educated of a population. And that's where they started drawing back and back and back. And I think now, because of the internet and the, the free flowing of ideas, I think they're even scared more like we and that's why they want to make us even dumber. But I also think this Monica, and I'd love to hear your opinion is everyone's like, you know, man, what happened in the 1950s? Man, man, where were they? And they had all this education, all this stuff. And I agree, you know, but it's also like, where does that guy fit in today? Even if you took away the woke shit, like where where's that guy's skill set? fit in today there is so much stuff on the internet and all the just business is completely changed everything's completely changed like i was talking to these guys before like you know the whole thing was like people can't uh balance their checkbooks anymore i go well it was easy to balance your checkbook back in the day when you paid with checks and that was it (laughs) and you didn't have cash app and you didn't have a billion credit cards and paypal and all that stuff you didn't have uh basically pro, computer programs that told you how much you're spending here and all that yeah. stuff. So to me, like I'm not trying to say that people are smarter. I think we just have in any way, because obviously there's a lot of dumb dumbs out there, but I also think that there is a, like we have different knowledge now. I mean, we have different skill sets now that are more applicable to today's world than a 1950s man. Like, Dana always talks about how her mother was able to raise four kids and it really by herself. Cause that, yeah, I'm like, cause that's all she had to do. That was it. She didn't have a a job where she had to help make ends meet and work that with the kids. And you know, it it was much simpler time. So to me, the information is simpler.
3: I think I think that 50s man, he didn't really have to be that educated. A lot of these guys were pretty savvy anyway, coming back from the war. I think they were like higher level people. And if you look back and you see even how they looked back then, like they're way younger than you think they are. You look at them, you're like, that's a guy in his 40s, but he's not. He's a guy in his 30s. And it was like war, whatever. But I remember from investment banking, there was a transition when I was there from the guys who were the rainmakers, they would have all the clients and they could go and bring their book of business to other banks. And the banks got wise just when I was there and they started making every client in it. They made industry groups and they made every client. Um, A subject to a team so that no single guy could take it with them. And then they would more highly specialize everything from the banking services to each individual's contribution. And I feel like by doing that, it's kind of like they say, if you're an architect or an engineer, you work on one little bolt, you don't even know what if you're building a bridge or a building. And I feel like that is just like I was saying about the waitressing, like they are taking out all the surplus. So you were getting $60 an hour. Now you're getting $16 an hour. They saw surplus and they took it. They see power, they see control, they take it. So by being someone who absolutely has to plug into a complex system, you have virtually no power. So you're saying like in the cities, you will either opt in to live in a city and you've got surveillance or whatever that you are plugging in to be able to get something out of that, and I actually feel like that specialization, and this is where I think those homesteaders and the off-grid people are like living a higher life is that I think specialization is like evil. Like I think it overly uh, accesses one part of your brain because I did for a summer work as a lawyer, just an, an associate. And I mean, it was mind numbing, 15 hours of reading like contracts and stuff. And it was just awful, terrible, but to be really good at it, you have to do it constantly. It's the only thing you can do. And when I look at like everything from Kaczynski to homesteaders and they, they are able to conquer the earth as human beings. And I feel like that's self-actualization, like that's a psychobabble term, but I think you can't get it outside of that habitat and that it's really satisfying. It's really intellectual, but it is the enemy of those who want all the surplus to shoot up to the top because it's empowering.
0: Yes. So what I've been saying is, the 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 pushback against the new world order is inside, self, local. That's what I think it is. So I, I feel like that's kind of what you're saying. It's like, yeah, you can live in the big city and, and plug into the matrix and take the good with the bad there, right? There's a you know, if you got FOMO, it's perfect. And then yes. there's some times where it's like, at my age, where it's like, I don't want. Any of this anymore? I would love to get out of it. I have certain issues in my life that aren't going to allow me to do that right now. But to go live, at, at, you know, on a land and grow food and all that stuff, you know, yeah. So I guess maybe I was wrong in, in earlier in saying that. And I do believe we're going to have a split society. That's
2: isn't where- there? Isn't there any way to be in the middle, where you can live in between a city and off the grid and still get both? Plus yeah like, I, that's like, why which, I love like yeah.
0: Nashville. Nashville's like that like you can be in a big city, drive 15 minutes and then you're in the smallest town you've ever seen and you're like, where am I right now?
3: but even being in LA, don't you feel hated by just for thinking? Yeah like I feel like there's no yeah. way to be in between because you have to be aware of like if you're not buying into the city delusion or whatever the society delusion. You're just outside. It's like the vax and unvax. The fact that I'm unvaccinated says so much about me to the people, you know, sitting next to me at the high school football game. You know, I I mean, you can literally like, oh, my gosh, she's unvaccinated. You know, (laughs) like I won't be welcome.
0: No, I'm with you. And that's all done on purpose. That is the these big cities are free range reservations. We are no you know, I mean, the indigenous would probably have a big problem with me saying that. But I go, yeah, it's not as harsh, but that's how they had to do it. They had to imprison us in a like a cell with, that we didn't know was there, an invisible cell. So it's like when you see like, you know, I, I, I've talked about this before on the show, but like I was flying on like United or Delta and they're like, we have this new program where... We're, we're only going to train like female pilots. And, every, and like, I think there's pilots like, oh my God, that's so like, why is that great? Like, no why is that great? I don't want the, oh man, look how hot my pilot is. I, is it the best pilot out there? That's, that's what I'm more concerned about. And why are you celebrating that? And, and this gets into like society, right? It's like, look at what culture is pushing on women, and look at what culture is pushing on men. Women are told, okay, you don't need a man, you don't need to have kids, your career is everything. And for some reason, the way it works, women can have children up to a certain age. And that's just the way it is. So by the time you wake up to this, it could be too late. And and I'm very nervous that what they would call high-quality females – Right. Which we can have debate if they're super woke, if they are high quality. But what does that there, mean?
1: There Wait, well, what, like, what, is, what is high quality? What does that mean?
0: This is a dating term. What you if you watch like black YouTube. Right. I, I love to watch black <laughs> YouTube where uh black content creators break down dating and they're just vicious. They're like the only ones who are allowed to. To be vicious to white
1: females. And these are or these are white, people of value, people. like high value people. Is that what you're saying? High
0: value, yes. Meaning they have everything you're looking for: a good job, work <laughs> ethic. Uh, tend to be on uh, you know, like all the physically. But fit.
3: like, are there big butts? And but, like, is it a nice face, good hair, or is it? just- Yeah, everything. They got. Is it just, everything is it just you money? Want.
0: Okay, all of it. No, it's, all no, of it. It's money. It's how it's how they're built. Right. How they look. They're attractive. Right eligible all all the stuff that and both sexes have different high right. qualities in the other sex but they talk about high quality and you whatever we want to talk about whatever high quality female is uh, a lot of them are not having children and i get very nervous that that's going to have detrimental effects on future generations and... Yeah, you
3: got to take the good ones and make them breeders. Just well, like that's, yeah, that's in the data. Dog. I mean, intelligent intelligent <laughs> people
1: aren't, intelligent people don't, they have fewer kids than less intelligent people. That's, no, I mean, that's, they're in having the data. no
0: kids. It, I don't, don't mind, mind if you go, a while. I'm going to have, we don't have all, we all can't be Mom Caprez's mother and spit out <laughs> the basketball team, right? We can't do that. But
1: Harvard student, uh, yeah.
0: two, three kids, one, one kid. I take one kid from two, Smart people, not intelligent people, to smart people, okay? We need those in our society. All right, everybody, real quick. uh, We just have a quick word from our friend, James McMahon, and copy my crypto. Check out Copy My Crypto. A lot of people are making ridiculous money from crypto. But did you know it's easy for you to do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply do what he does. So let me tell you about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which, despite heavy censorship, has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins.
1: Had you put $100 into each one, it would have gone on to be worth more than $123,000. Of the 26 coins he picked, the top pick of the year, one called Phantom, went up 692 times. That one call has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. So
0: if you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com slash T-F-H. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash T-F-H. That's T-F-H you will not only find proof of everything he said, but my listeners gain full access for just $1. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash T-F-H. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit his site now.
2: You know, you're supposed to have at least two to three kids just to keep that population the same amount. Having one isn't helping us at all. There's two parents.
0: I'll take one from some of these, like, super focus on their career people uh, because they, if, as long as they're smart people, you know, like I don't, intelligent people seem to be walking around with blue hair and masks on and still worried about the Ukraine and all that stuff. Which <laughs> I would argue,
1: I would argue a lot of those people aren't actually intelligent either. They're not smart right. or intelligent. They're, they're, they're posers who have learned to work within a system.
0: Well, that's why I think intelligence is. I think intelligence is, Understanding systems and understanding how to thrive within those systems. Smart is emotional experience and understanding unwritten rules and just how people on a street level interact with each other. I mean, I'm just talking me- about
1: raw know. intelligence, you know, like problem solving stuff that will be measured by IQ. I don't I think a lot of these people that you're seeing promoting masks and stuff, even the even the physicians. Are when when you really, if you really put an ear to them, you know, and and study them, they're not they're not the smartest of the bunch. All the smart people are on the other side, the intelligent people, you know.
3: Yeah, we used to have a my friends and I, and I think it was in law school, had an expression. We all smoked. It's like really smart people smoke, and then one of them said, "But really, really smart people." don't smoke. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I was like, it's like the really smart people were smoking and the really, really smart people were like, yeah, no. Yeah. So, but I have a theory about the why they're putting women on boards. So there was, I was investigating the FTX thing and I was listening to SBF's father talk to a former SEC commissioner who he's friends with. So that whole story His is a so former easy.
0: employee, right?
3: Both like there's two SEC commissioners in the story, but um but they were talking about a new, it was a podcast and they were talking about a new law in California, which for now requires at least one woman on a board and that number supposed to go. It's totally arbitrary. And here's why I think they're doing that. I think they're doing that, especially now, like <clears throat> when you didn't have enough time to fill up the pipeline. So my husband and I both have these like Ivy League educations, quasi, I guess, Stanford, whatever. And I, I, I stayed home with the kids and he worked and he would say like, Oh, you're my secret weapon, blah, blah, blah. Like he thought he had extra horsepower to be able to talk to me about stuff. And, um, but it was a choice. Like I have mammary glands. I have a uterus, you know, like I'm the one who obviously should be home using those things. And it didn't even matter to me anyways. Like, so I keep the cave clean. You kill the antelope. Like nothing's changed. Totally fine. And, um, And he's out there killing antelope. And if and when he were ever in a position to accelerate that and use like his 20 years of experience to be on a board, that door is absolutely closed to him now. Even with a nice, healthy Spanish surname, like that goes nowhere anymore. And he's so well qualified in his little expertise that no one could really be, add more value than him in this very narrow little area. And he just cannot use it. And in other, and they will say openly, like, there's this law. So if an, if an, uh, a board position opens up, we absolutely have to give it to a female. Like, it's a law. And, uh, I was starting to think, like, if you do that, so the law, the boards are supposed to oversee the companies and the CEO. Like, the CEO goes to the board and spins his bullshit, and the board's supposed to say, no. If you're there and you're not really, in any way, senior to that guy in knowledge or expertise, or even as a seasoned board person, then who is going to push back on that guy? Well, probably the chairman of the board is probably going to be the guy, you know, with the comb over white hair on his arm and the comb over on his head. And just sitting there waiting for everyone. And then he'll say, how about this? You know? And then that guy either is the, is the puppet master behind the face job or he has a puppet master who only has to access him. And I feel like that's what it's for. It's for concentration of power in one or two members of the board who can then, because this whole idea of conspiracy is about how do they keep it quiet? Well, they keep it quiet. By not telling anybody, like very few people need to know about a conspiracy. First, you find all the people who are naturally inclined to do what you want them to do. 100%. Yeah. And then you find the people who will do whatever is required of them and they don't ask any questions. But then you have the guy who actually gets the call from Klaus or Klaus's henchman. And if you only have one of those people, and I think that's why they are intentionally inserting people into boards who are not strictly qualified to push back on intimidating experienced people in the industry
0: interesting so they think they're weak they they're like a weak link yeah. that won't won't push back at all interesting yeah. there's also a level of psychopath too of of a I'm just going to say it like at, you know this whole thing about Jews and all this stuff, and Jews running this and Jews running that. It's just like what happens is that banking and Hollywood are very high profile industries, right? And to get to the at the highest level of any industry, it takes a level of psychopath. It just does. Very. What connection rarely... are you
3: drawing here, Sam? <laughs> no, no, no. So,
0: so my whole point is that it's not that these people are are evil doers because they're Jewish it's just that they're they're evil doers who are psychopaths who just happen to be Jewish because they were Jewish created industries do you understand what right. saying it's intergenerational this is
3: this is what I was saying about the Ivy League stuff. Like I went to, I transferred from community college to Harvard and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And when I wor- started working at a bank, I mean, literally one of the other girls was like, I always know when it's you in the bathroom because you wear nude stockings, like not colored stockings. Like everybody wears colored stockings. You're so stupid. And I was like, how the hell am I supposed to? I don't look at people's stockings. I don't care I about told that. told you that?
0: You're so yes, stupid. Yes, and she
3: was doing me a favor. Oh yeah, she was doing me a favor. And you know, I mean- so, uh, when they, they have that advantage and that is true for inter- and like when I said in law school, like the kids whose parents were lawyers and law professors absolutely knew had a way head start. 100%. So if, yeah, if you have an intergenerational industry and you can see it, like Nicholas Cage's last name is Coppola and he changed it because he didn't want you to know that they have a massive leg up and they do. And that's why you can get Ethnic pockets in, you know, I'm not saying there is. There isn't like huge conspiracies. I know when I was in radio, like I was getting like bombarded constantly with real anti-Semitic stuff, and they just want someone somewhere wanted me to think this and that is a huge red flag for me. So I can't opine on it. I try not to go there because it. I just any kind of like identity stuff. I'm still, even though they they. Trump brought identity politics to the right, even though I, um, everybody talks about that stuff. Like I was raised not to talk about that stuff and I still feel like it's, it's in poor taste and I definitely don't want to fall for a trap, but I, you can't help but notice that there are you know, intergenerational effects of, in everything, everywhere, even in the, even in the mob shit.
0: The banking started, you know, I was listening to this great guy. I told you again, white Lotus power, oh, yeah. white Lotus love. And he was bringing up this whole thing about these elites, what they do, dude, is they create this, this friction between two groups, right? They create friction. And what they do is they realize, and there's these two groups still have to do, they have to work together. They they have to do, let's say, trade, right? There was at one point where Christians and Muslims could not do trade. So these elites, these like black nobility, this was the video is about, they are the conduit to the business. They create the friction and then they're the bridge that connects and it mm-hmm. goes over the friction. So you create these industries. So you create this thing where it's like banking is illegal. You can't do banking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Banking's illegal. Don't do banking. It's bad. God will hate you. But there's this religion that doesn't have that problem that can separate in. That's been kind of. And what's very interesting <clears throat> is right around the 1500s is when the Rothschilds show up is a, when Jews were given full rights in Europe. They weren't allowed to participate in society. So they had to get like this, kind, like every single group. And you know who who you can kind of say it's like right now? Latinos in America. Latinos in America are filling in these holes for lawn maintenance,
3: roofing, all these things that like Americans don't want to do. Electricians and plumbers and stuff. That's mm-hmm. where it's, That's where the value is. So they fill this
0: role. That's what they step in and they fill this role. Well, they're not creating it. They're they're stepping into it. These super elites, in which, like you said earlier, the Jew stuff to me is low hanging fruit. There's layers above it, layers and layers of people you don't even know because they spent billions of dollars on on a tr- a trillions of dollars on hiding. Is it called obfuscating? Is that the word?
3: Obfuscating, yeah,
0: yeah, where they where they hide their 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 tracks. So that
3: would be where they would hide it because that stuff is what they want you to focus on. That if it's so
0: obvious, if it's so obvious, you got to know there's other layers
3: behind it. But then it could be that it could be like an Easter egg where they put it there real obvious so you think it can't mm. possibly be that you know like you could just get conspiranoid you know i i could just go forever with that
0: yeah. And then you're like, well, it could be. And then it brings right back. to, And then you're like, and then that's that's what they want. And you it do. doesn't
3: matter because there's nothing you can do about any of that anyway. It doesn't matter if you identify no, you. some strain, some you know DNA strain somewhere. It doesn't matter because we can't even agree. We can't even agree on what the problem is like. I mean, people are looking at like, are they shape shifting lizards? Should we be trying to communicate with aliens? Are you know, let's go look for Sasquatch. And I'm like, I don't even think dinosaurs are real. So, you know. <laughs>
0: You don't have to say that I'm fair. We, I, I personally don't think they're real either. And they I don't seem think so nuclear ridiculous. nuclear weapons are real.
3: Oh, really? How about nuclear power, surely?
0: Nuclear power, yes. Nuclear yes. weapons, no. I think yes. nuclear weapons, we have big bombs. They go boom. Dresden. Okay? Yes. Right? Yes. What they do, though, is they've created this thing that, ah, yes. if, you, if you don't have this, you don't have the ultimate power, you better play ball with us. But somehow this country that could never even get a rocket off the launch pad, called North Korea, somehow's got it. And whenever you need to rattle rouse and the CIA needs more money or the military, dude, that crazy cabbage patch doll over there, <laughs> he's, going to, like, he's gonna bomb us and that's like, give him more money. It's like, it's so obvious when you understand it. The question is, if they have all the money and all the power, why Why do they need the money? If they, have, if they can print the money, what is it about? And I just think it's about devaluing the dollar and just mentally making us feel like shit, like we're spending all this money. Because, you know, you talk to people, they're like, dude, I'm tired of my taxes going to this, this, and that. You're like, well, your taxes tend to go to paying off the debt that the Federal Reserve yes. is charging
3: you in interest. I think, I think I might have an answer. All right. So I feel like, they like you're, if they have it all, why are they, what are they doing? And this, I've been trying to crack the code on this, this 24 seven, firehose of propaganda all the time. Like you can't. So I was saying like my daughter and she does not use TikTok anymore, but when she was using it, like it was messed up. It would literally be like cats, 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 Roe versus Wade. Like it threatens your, you know, whatever life, like women need to reunite, like cats, cats, pickles and cats, 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 you know? And then it's like Ukraine, we need have to fight for Ukraine. So they are constantly (laughs) propagandizing it constantly. And it reminds me of, I just identified it right now, the distinction between an animal that has been domesticated and tamed. So domesticated animal is like, I believe that I'm getting it right. Like the domesticated animal is a species, like a a species of animal that does can like a a milk, a, a milk cow needs to be milked. Like you can't, that cannot turn wild. And, um, but you can raise like a servile cat or something in your house and probably keep it from being a wild animal. It's tame. Mm. But if you stop petting it, if you stop feeding it, if you stop having home and you let it out, it would be a wild animal. It would be wild. And some species are net, are not domesticatable and I feel like we kind of have the earmarks of being tame, but not domesticated. And they have to be in a constant state of petting us and feeding us and making sure that we don't use our ability for abstract thought, which is our wild power. to you know, in a wild individualistic way, it's all about like keeping that individual power from asserting itself from the, so, yeah. from the fifties businessman to like just the propaganda.
2: So you're saying that TikTok and Instagram is them taming us? Yes. And if we get everything. off of it.
3: CBS News, CNN, all of that. It's just, and and yeah, when you get off of it, you're you're totally free. Like if you know people who are homesteaders and stuff, they laugh at you. Like I'll go and I'll just be like, oh man, the no, world's ending. And they're that. just like, laugh at you. They're like, what are you I'm talking you about? Me. Like eat this peach. I just grew it. It's like, <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And I think that's why it must be constant. And that's why they are, you know. I think they're willing to completely destroy something if it means in the short run they can get what they want. And I think you're going to start seeing that with pro sports. I think there's also part of them that's kind of like, okay, these guys are getting a little too rich. Like, you know, so again, going back to this video by this white Lotus power guy, uh, let me make sure I find out what his name is. I want to get it right. But uh, he was talking, they were having a great conversation and one thing they talked about was how rich this one family was. And let me make sure I get right here. I want to make sure I get right because it was a really great conversation. How rich this one guy was. Okay. It's white Lotus of light. I'm trying to get him on the show. White Lotus of light is the name of his, uh, his YouTube channel and he's uh, into astrology and all this stuff. And uh, they were talking about how this super elite family that most people don't even know about showed one of these guys, their actual bank account. And it was had trillions of dollars in it. Trillions of dollars in it. And when you say trillions of dollars, you start to go, come on, dude, that's cartoon money. You're talking crazy. There's no such trillionaires. You go, okay, you think there's no such thing as a trillionaire? You think they'll give LeBron James a billion dollars? <laughs> you think they'll give Jay-Z a billion dollars for rapping and have that dude on their level? You're fucking nuts, bro. You're nuts. Yeah. There are for sure trillionaires out there. Trillions and trillions of dollars. Right,
3: because Elon Musk is a created person. And he's worth a $100 billion, right?
0: Yeah, I'd I, I like to get into all that because I really want to talk about this FBF stuff. I know oh, I don't care to... about
3: that. I did it twice already. I have two deep dives. on it. Anyone who wants to hear about FTX, go to my two deep dives on Deep Dives with Monica Perez. That's it. So we can get to it if you want. But I have a couple of comments on what you just said.
0: I love you yeah. take notes. That's the best thing ever.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. So I know you can tell because I have my giant pen. But like I have to remember. Otherwise, because I have an interrupting problem. I do so too. like the only way I can do it. So uh, the war thing, okay, sorry, you were saying sports, and I noticed that all of a sudden they were dismantling sports, and I feel like sports was the representation of war, and war was the organizing framework of society, which Report from Iron Mountain, the subtitle is on the possibility and desirability of peace. And the whole thing is about how war structures society. And now that they have nuclear weapons, may or may not be true, but but they were saying now that we have nuclear weapons, we can't use war as the super scary thing because no one will believe that we would ever go to war. So we need a different way to organize society. We can keep everybody in line by threatening them with a global police force. Or we can do something else. And so I feel like once the pandemic came, I said, oh, I understand it now. They don't need sports as a real bonafide proxy for war because now they have, it's not us versus us. It's us human beings versus some non-human thing, whether it's climate change at the macro level Or microbes pandemic on the micro level, they don't need that anymore. So they don't want like two sides of humans. They want the ball, you know, and the point or whatever. And no, I get that. I think
0: you're really. I I think that is totally accurate. I do believe that there will be a shit. I mean, sometimes when I promote some shit, like I did this reaction video on Instagram about this flying web dick that was just flying, (laughs) and they were calling (laughs) it a gin. And I'm like, am I just promoting Project Bluebeam right now? Is this all I'm doing? Am I participating in the promotion of that? But I totally think you're right. I think also that sports um, allow cultural Marxism to begin to seep into your, into your living room. And, and that, that it was the first time many houses allowed a black person into their living room by allowing him to appear on this on his TV screen. And now you start watching this stuff. And now black people, as they should be allowed, are in your living room all the time. And now you're starting to start thinking, not only are they in my living room, but they seem to be superior in many different ways. And now this cultural Marxism begins to start. And again, I love everybody. I I I don't care what you are but this is what's happening. So now we fast forward. Every commercial is interracial and that's fine, but it's, it's always, if I wouldn't say always, I'd say 90% black male, white woman every time. And it's just, it doesn't, what's that about? You don't just throw up the sheets and it always lands on black male. White, <laughs> black what's male. that about? Cultural Marxism, man. No, but
3: I mean, why Why does it black male and not white male? Because I don't understand if there's some like meaning to that. I'm sure there is. What is
0: it? Because
2: that's usually <laughs> what happens. Yeah, it's usually, it's usually a black guy gets a white chick. When, the, when you see a black chick with a white you start dude... Start to really create rare. this okay,
0: thing where what? you... Cultural Marxism, basically, when you break it down, what their whole thing is demonize the ethnic majority. Right. Elevate the ethnic minority. Start gender okay.
3: wars. All, all so uh, the male would be the dominant. Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: Like I m Monica, monica i am sure you're not a porn hub uh regular. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> take a chance on porn. that. I've tried that would be the biggest, <laughs> biggest conspiracy that Monica <laughs> porn hub com- constantly. Uh, but it's always a cucking video and it's like this weird domination thing. Where white guys watch their white wives hook up with black men. It's just, and it it gets into cultural marks. This is what yeah. it's all about. And white women, there, you know, I was I was hanging out with Liza Schlesinger the other day, or go, she goes as Liza, and she she just had a kid and we've been talking about our children. And she was like, so I had this kid and everyone's come to me. Oh, your daughter's got this problem. Oh, your daughter's got that. Your daughter's got this." She goes, no, she has none of that. And she goes, (laughs) there is this war on upper and middle class white females that they do not know how to mother their children. And they need all this outside help to get it done, which gets them relying on the medical industry and pharmaceuticals. They, they have that they, you, you, if you listen to uh Bill Cooper, they all he talked about the, the role was to make women emotional balls of energy, everything's emotional, and I say this all the time on the show women make the rules of society, men make the rules of business, and what they've been trying to do is take. The rules of society, which is everyone gets a chance. We all should get along. It should all be fun. And they're trying to bring it to business. And some of these businesses have adapted these rules to disastrous results. To the point, because what they don't understand is when they watch it happen on a big level like network news or uh, sport or whatever it is. All those things have BlackRock-funded money because they're doing ESG scores, credit, which allows them to do business with BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, and all these people. And then those companies take—the lower companies take losses, but Rock gets all the money back when the Fed does a giant bailout. So it all it's like this weird kind of thing. But as an outside company, you see these big companies do it. You're like, we got to do it, too. And it blows up in their face. Like this small company was trying to work with Colin Kaepernick and they were doing all this like product and placements and, and producing uh, merchandise for him. They died on the vine because in reality, nobody likes Colin Kaepernick at all. (laughs) He doesn't resonate with anybody, but the way the media looks like he's a media darling. He's not at all.
3: And so when it gets, so that's my whole thing. So every- it's getting rid of, it has to be getting rid of every, see, I even think the VAX is like middle management's the problem, like the French revolution, like they needed the bourgeois class to get that thing going. And that's, and even when there would be giant economic wipeouts, when I was in investment banking every 10 years, it was the middle management that went because the vice president level, which executed the deals, they mm-hmm. get paid a lot. And then you have way too many of them. You don't need that many at the top level. So every 10 years they just fire. All those people. And then they have the really the cheap people on the bottom who work like dogs. It's actually called tournament theory. They have that they keep them in place, but then there's like not that much competition at the top. And I feel like same thing with like the it's the professional class. It's the really educated people apparently it's like the really smart, really, really smart, like the really smart people took the facts and the really, really smart people did. not. <laughs> and so why would they do that? There's their true believers. But I'm like, you know what? Those are the middle managers that will ultimately you got to kind of wipe them out. If they start getting surplus and stuff, they could be a threat to you.
0: Well, this is what that Yuri Bez, Bezvinov guy said, right? Like he talked about yes. the useful idiots and a weird way. These are all useful idiots. Middle management, useful idiots. These woke teachers on TikTok, useful idiots. And when they're, I I tell all these people, go look at Russia, go look at China, go look at any of these Latin American countries where communism and real like socialism is. And tell me where ethnic minorities, women (laughs) and gays stand. They don't, anywhere. They're marginalized or wiped out. And that's what happens. Yuri talks about it because they're used to push the agenda. And then once their agenda's in and they realize, oh, I got played, they become the most dangerous opponent. So you either lock them up or snuff them out. Hey, real quick, I just want to tell you about our friends at True Classic. True Classic is my favorite shirt. They fit my bad angles really well. And the holidays are here, and there is plenty of T-shirt cheer thanks to our sponsor, True Classic Tees. Fellas, we have the perfect gift for you for your wish list, okay? True Classic Tees, are a gift for you for her, and a great present for any guy in your life, okay? True Classic is on a mission to maximize men's confidence by making them look good. Trust me when I say that this is the gift that the ladies will appreciate too, okay? True Classic has already helped 2 million men look great in their tees, and now you can say big while you do so, okay? Get 25% off True Classic with my exclusive trueclassic.com slash tinfoil link, okay? And the discount doesn't stop there. You'll save even more during this site-wide sale, okay? Support our show and check them out at trueclassic.com slash tinfoil. I love it! I love wearing them, dude. You know I got bad angles. I got some chi cheese in the gut, and it looks really good on me. Their jackets are great. Their shirts are great. Look good while having bad angles. In the t-shirts, you just have You just look good. That's what it is. Uh, They got underwear. They got socks. They got you name it. Every color. They got pants. They got shorts. I love it. They're amazing, okay? And for my big fellows out there, they have long options for tall guys. And up to triple XL. Big boys. Get some love. Big boys, if you're rocking a Santa bod, True Classic might be the Christmas miracle you've been waiting for. Okay, so here's what I want to do. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com tinfoil. Free shipping included on a purchase over $100. That's 25% off trueclassic.com slash tinfoil. Santa won't be the only one slaying thanks to True Classic. I get what you mean there. Thank you, True Classic.
3: There was this crazy thing I was reading about the populist movement, which emerged after the Civil War. I really knew nothing about it. I just started reading about it recently. And I guess after the Civil War, the small farmers were having problems and they started to band together and start a third party, which like might have taken off. And they started to band together with poor black farmers. And that's when the South got segregation from what i've been reading i think it's universally accepted they pushed the segregation down because they knew that that you know it's almost like reverse cultural marxism or like the real socialism came from the classes uniting and that if it that would be actually quite effective so you would have to dismantle that if you want to take the power back use it for the power and then you have to dismantle it when to take it back
0: yeah, 100%. And sometimes they, like I think you might say earlier, but sometimes they give you a little to think that you're winning. In reality. They
3: keep you engaged. Otherwise, you'll give up. They want you to keep working. I mean, nobody's really stopped working. Nobody's like this. is. There's the homesteading group, but still they have more people than they need, especially as they use like the COVID two years to automate everything, they really don't need as many human beings as they used to. And now like, you're not even going to work anymore. People are working remotely. And that's another thing that just drives me crazy. People are clamoring to work remotely. And I'm sa- thinking like, you are one aha moment away from being replaced by someone in India. <laughs> like that's it. Like immigration. <laughs> you don't even need to have people physically immigrate. so
0: right. You're so right. By making everything via yeah. Zoom, you're create you're helping them figure out how to how to run a business without a headquarters.
3: Right and to have like it's like call centers. they're all in India and if you can just make everybody be willing to work via Zoom, you can have everybody just anywhere. you don't even need visas to have them come over. They don't need to do the cost of living here. It's like next to nothing. You start getting Indian oh, level wow. wages in LA. It's like, yeah, people are stupid when they, they're just and they're insisting on staying home. They don't want to go back to work. I'm like, uh.
2: but you you can't blame them though. I wouldn't want to go back to the office. I mean, I understand where you're coming from in the long term, they better go home, they better go to the office, yeah. but I don't blame them. When I hear people tell me, like, oh, I get to stay home. I don't have to get lunch, I don't have to sit in traffic. I'm like, for the same pay. I it's a I win totally agree.
3: And it, it just won't be the same pay. So get ready to move to Iowa, which is fine. Oh, like 100%. go ahead and move to Iowa.
0: And that's a big thing, Elon Musk. Now, you think Elon Musk isn't real. I I have said this before, that all these billionaires, when we study their story, yes. it's all a lie. And I think this goes all the way back to the Rothschilds and Mayor Rothschild, who like has this Paul Bunyan type story about being like 14 in an investment firm and just dominating. He came up with all these. No, man. He was a rich kid, and the powers that be probably studied his data even back then and realized he was a wow. psychopath, and they promoted him and gave him these ideas. <clears throat> so the same thing with Bill Gates. Like he's, he's a rich kid whose father and mother fully engaged in the dark arts, he, did, he didn't work it 10 times harder than everybody else. He <laughs> was a hard worker. Like the story, of Jeff Bezos is complete bullshit. His grandfather. His grandfather. Started, yeah. I mean, everyone's just like, oh my God, he works so hard. He's just out there. He's in it. But you were at, at home, like eating Doritos. He was in his garage. <laughs> like, oh, no, he didn't. He didn't do any of that. They, they used DARPA technology to, and they started with books because they knew nobody gave a fuck about books. Okay, and they figured out how to work, how to make it work. And once they got it down and it was streamlined, then they moved into everything else. And that is why Amazon doesn't pay taxes, because why would the U.S. government pay taxes to the U.S. government? It is an extension of the U.S. government the same way Facebook and and YouTube and Google Google is the extension of maybe not in the U.S. government, maybe even goes deeper into like the deep state and whatever that represents and whoever that might be. But these are deeper, deeper, deep. It goes much deeper than that.
3: Okay. So I there's so much to what you said, but I, and I did once look at like the top 10 American big tech guys and they were all, I think the only ones I couldn't, Elon Musk, I I know that there's a code crack out there. I didn't do it, couldn't do it. Every single one of them was one degree of separation away from military intelligence, and I, even Bill, Steve Jobs, which was the one I could not crack, his biological father, who he supposedly didn't really know, was a CIA agent in Syria, like no question about it. So I thought that was weird. Like the one that I couldn't find the connection. That's the guy.
1: As... Who, that's the guy who ran the restaurant.
3: Yes. Okay. Or he met him in a restaurant. Yeah, I, there's definitely a restaurant story there. But when you said like they look at them young and decide, like I never heard anybody else say that. And I've thought of that because of a lot of examples, like George Soros was working for the Nazis when he was 14. James Comey was had identified the Ramsey rapist. Do you ever hear this story? When he was like 17, He there was a rapist in Ramsey, New Jersey, And he said that he was attacked by him and that he could identify him. He put some guy in jail who later got like three and a half million dollars because it was totally not him. Comey, as a 17 year old, was absolutely swearing to it. I think he liked the limelight. And I always felt like they identified him as somebody who could do it. Castro wrote wrote a letter to FDR when he was like 12 years old saying, you know, send me a dollar and I'll do anything you want for America. I love America. And there there were other ones. And I think one place where they do that kind of sifting, I might have told you about this, like Jeff Zuckerberg, Sergey Brin, Lady Gaga, and D'Angelo, the Quora guy. Those four guy people, at, at least, there's probably more, were at the Center for Talented Youth and Johns Hopkins. Are you familiar with this thing? No,
0: but I got a story
3: that fits it. Yeah. It's like a summer program, but it's not for talented youth. It's to study talented youth. And you have to get a 1200 on your SATs when you're 12 and they go in in the summers. And I think that's how they pick these people because Zuckerberg, I believe, was a classics major, not a computer guy. Maybe both, but.
0: So Jeffrey Epstein had a camp for a talented youth. And Major Terry Crews came out there. I forget the name of the female comic. She's so funny. She's the one who kind of has like schizophrenia, but she's she was uh
3: funny. uh
0: <laughs> something dynamite was her TV show. She she Maria Bamford, Maria Bamford, and then there was a super supermodel went there. Like they and these they all blew up. They all blew up, and that's that's how they identify you. I mean, dude, and everybody knows. Maybe they don't all know, but. Jeffrey Dahmer called the White House, called the yes. president as a kid. So, so, how wait, does so that happened because you, there's connections to that.
2: Do you think this is all? Do you, do you think that this is how they get school shooters as well? Is like you pick the 100%. Smart ones?
0: So, it's
2: yeah. the same test. It's the same test, just smart one. I put you in the middle and put you in the government, stupid one. I make you fucking kill people and act like an idiot. You I was just thinking. Test?
3: there was the one it wasn't buffalo it was like something up there though and the kid was like in math camp and he got little awards and everything and i and i uh, i think they you know they get usually it's they get a run-in with the law they usually you know go to the fbi you know are taken in by the even the columbine guys had a run-in with the law Shortly before they did that, and I think they either identify them as patsies, maybe they even do that, like, the beaming MK, MK information Ultra. into, yeah, like, voices into Voice their heads. Of God? I'm... Say it again?
0: Voice of God?
3: Yes, I believe that that, that's pretty much in in evidence that they can do that. and And I think they could do it. But I think, no, I think that the shooters and stuff, they are identified this other way, like the terrorists are sort of on the, at the moment, ready to snap or snappable. But these other ones, like the lifelong, the ones they identify young. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, but another thing they do, I think, is these like summer programs like Stacey Abrams did Telluride and I think AOC had one for Hispanics and I think they do it like by race they look for brown and black people mm. to uh to go into the and you and it looks like they're giving them a hand up but what they're doing is using it as a way to identify who's the one who is who's going to be their pet psycho who's going to you know be that face job that they need and it's so it's so fake like the the person of color thing is like just a facade, just like when they come out of the Telluride or whatever, it's just a facade. And I think that they they are go really go through the paces with the intellect and a lot of them have acting backgrounds. Stacey Abrams had an acting background. And I just, I feel like they, a lot are yeah, called. These people I mean, play, are chosen. Play, play
0: roles. I mean, Obama yes. is, is a Bush. And he just plays a role of how he should act and interact with people. Ice Cube is the Larry the Cable guy of rap. He didn't grow up a gangbanger. He didn't grow up in a bad section of town. His mother and father both worked in the public school system. Like one was a bus driver. The other one was a teacher. Did you ever see
3: Max Kellerman's rap video? Yeah, you know who Max Kellerman is. He's the yeah. sports. He's yeah. He was tonight. like
0: the the Eminem back then. But yeah, then he was trying brutally murdered.
3: And what was that all about? I'd like to. The brother know. getting murdered thing. I don't know, but don't know. some people say something fishy around that story. But I'm just saying, like they were just trying him out in different roles, I presume.
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Was he was like okay? Wrapped in work. Let's get you into right.
3: sports talk. Sports.
2: Yeah, Interesting. In a weird way, would you say Oswald was the first school shooter type of thing?
0: No, I mean, wasn't there a maybe? I mean, we've had assassinations before. John Wilkes Booth was well, a was a Freemason, and he the he UT
3: was, tower shooter, I think, was was that
0: before the first
3: prominent one? Was I that think before? it was.
0: But even like. You know, Jolly, you get a job. We just had a show about. Oh jolly. my gosh! Did I was you? Because was 66. I was he was 66.
1: good friends
3: with. He was good friends with Charlton Heston. Oh, it was sixty six, so it was after. Yeah. So he, Jolly West was good friends with Charlton Heston, and they used to go gin up these civil rights things. And I'm just trying to like I'm scratching my head that that why you know why was what did Charlton Heston do for Jolly West? And I'm dying to find. The connection with charles manson and jolly west like i cannot what do you I need... mean
0: he was his well, you don't know that
3: i th- i thought i then i read that whole book chaos and i couldn't like it just no, wasn't but he was basically
0: out. jolly west opened up correct me if i'm wrong and i i i i
3: i think so the thing in la no no you opened up
0: a, a, a san francisco oh yes
3: yes 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 right okay right okay that is what that, it was.
0: That was data. They yeah, that wasn't that wasn't chaos. Free yeah, medical. Sure. If you told them what you were doing and how you reacted,
3: it's it's who programmed him in the when he was institutionalized as a kid. That's what I want.
0: That's data again. That's all data. Like, dude, every one of these kids in the system has a profile, and there's they the, right. the kind of keywords okay. that they're looking for. When, when going through their profiles and based on that, they start studying them. So even before we get to this crazy place where they're trying to demonize hippies, they know Charles Manson has all of the characteristics of someone they can manipulate and manipulate in a way he doesn't even know he's getting manipulated players around him. Pushing him in certain directions. So he goes through and do certain things, planting like, ideas in his idea. It's deep, man. <laughs> do you remember that? There was, I forget the name of it. It was a Jeff Bridges movie, where he was a professor. And there were some radical, like, like agent provocateurs around him. And he thought he was stopping like an assassination. And then what happens? He gets. His car in the garage, and he opens his trunk, and there's the bomb. Was oh <laughs> Cusack God. in it?
1: Joan it Cusack might, and Tim, Tim Robbins. That. Tim Robbins. But it
0: really affected me. I go, oh man, again. The, w- there's something I forget the name of it, but something of Operation where they Arlington Road, operation. right?
1: Operation. What? Arlington Road is oh. the film you're talking yes. about. Yes. Yes. And then oh, no, I
3: think you just spoiled it.
0: Yep. It's a <laughs> movie. It's a real old hey, movie. It's gotta it. be how old is it? I don't even Nine? want to know the end 99. of
3: the Bible. Like 99. I haven't even gotten it. So oh, it's again.
0: over 20 years old. I can't. If you don't haven't tell seen me it who yet, Luke's you probably is. won't watch it. <laughs> so he he meets all of these students and they they have like their own agendas and he realizes they're agents, but after it blows up, you see those agents talking to the news. Wow! Yeah, he was a very extreme professor. I was very nervous about what he was saying. You're like, wow.
3: But people will think that you're crazy if you think that that stuff is really happening.
1: That's so funny because the Wikipedia entry for it says the film was heavily inspired by the paranoid culture of the 1990s concerning <laughs> oh. right wing militia movement, Ruby Ridge, Waco, Oklahoma City bombing. Oh. So that's but
0: so it's fun. so funny how
1: they spin
0: Waco. Like it was a bunch of right wing. Oh, my like, oh, so the government killed they,
3: Americans. They lit themselves on fire. But I have to interject this about the FTX thing. So the real punchline, like code crack on that one was that I think these guys and I went to Stanford Law School. So the father was my crim mm-hmm. professor and I liked him. Like I, I found it impossible to believe that oh, they were. Really? Yes. I you mean, know I did have a relationship with him, but I, he was my crim professor and I liked him. Oh, Yeah. And, and the, another sec commissioner was taught something. I forget what he taught, but he was also professor Grunfest and he was friends with Bankman. So I'm looking at this thinking, there's no way they let these, these kids get away with this. You know, like Mm -hmm. Caroline Ellison, the girl involved, like her parents were economics professors at MIT and he had an sec commissioner. The current one worked for him and both of them, Grunfest and Gensler were all about, the crypto and the something bad's going to happen and all that kind of stuff. And I just could not square that circle or whatever. And what I ended up thinking was that they, they have this weird ethic, effective altruism, utilitarianism, um, consequentialism, whatever you want to call it. But to me it all goes back to the ends justify the means and that they think I personally believe that they all think that they are doing a moral service to the world, kind of sacrificing the firstborn, whatever, but I don't actually think that he'll go to jail. And I think that in their own minds, they are doing the world a favor. And I just, so the only reason I'm actually bringing that up at this point is that this idea that there would be a conspiracy like that,
0: people think I'm crazy. You're trying to say that the powers that be sacrifice S- sbf and purposely demolition this thing imploded. i don't think that
3: sbf is truly sacrificed i think that he will actually be somewhat vindicated i would be surprised if he technically broke any u.s laws like i don't i bet he didn't and so i don't think they're really sacrificing him but i think they set this thing up from the very beginning all the pr everything it was very hyped very public And it hit all the things like Grunfest's thing was these um, ITOs or whatever, ICOs, like having your own coin. They didn't like that. Is everything about this checks all the boxes for these guys. And I just think that they all got together. I think that the parents were totally complicit. The kids all knew what they were doing and that, you know, maybe they gave them the test and figured out these are kids who can handle it or I don't know what, but I feel like, that it it was that level. I know it sounds crazy, but especially since these people, you know, I like them and they seemed I, I would I, I just couldn't get my mind around this whole thing. And the only explanation I could really think was even remotely possible is that they feel like they're doing something ethical. And I just and so I just feel like that that implies like an actual overt conspiracy that I really think happened and people will think you're crazy but yet they can depict stuff like that in a movie and people watch the plot and they find it plausible why because that stuff does happen that stuff obviously happens you know yeah. warren buffett know. isn't waiting and watching fox news to see what obama does next you know he's, ta- he's telling him
0: it's very weird how we can accept some things and not other things right like You're totally right. They can watch this movie, be like, "Oh yeah, that could totally happen," and then when you're like, "Oh, this happened in real life," like, "Come on,
2: that that would never."
3: We would have known about it. It's like, how? Who's going to tell you, Tucker?
2: (laughs) So, what do you think their morality or good thing that you think that they think they're doing is?
3: I think they think two things. I think they think that crypto is dangerous and could hurt a lot of people. And they needed that to be under control. And I think what they think they're really doing is ushering in a safe digital currency. They're setting a framework for a digital currency, which will end up being not just the CBDC, but a world currency. You know, that's how you're gonna. That's the only way you're really gonna have a world currency, is if it's like that. I think just like you have a world workforce, it's got to be digital. And I think that they think that they're they're changing the world for the better, that there will be a a better system that maybe we have too much debt. There'll be a collapse. I don't know. But they I think they feel like too many. And and like SBF was a 10 percent or 9 percent or something like that investor in Robinhood. And that was the first time I was like, obviously, they did this Robinhood GameStop thing because they want to they want to regulate crypto and they want it to hurt little people so that. People ask for the regulation. They feel confused by it. They feel threatened by Mm. it, but they think it's a good thing because they've been, you know, it's been talked up for decades now by people who have won on it or people who think it's like the anonymous future for a libertarian society or whatever. And they just think it's a good thing. It's a necessary thing. And they're going to protect people from themselves who are using it. I think there
0: will never be true uh, autonomy on the Internet until somebody invents a way to jump on the internet without a provider that is the only way meaning at, the the control will always be at point of entry of the internet at this point you always need a point of entry
3: and like that VPN why- is a point of entry well it's like uh where would they talk-
0: oh um um bitch you right i mean this isn't a point of entry but They're trying. I don't know if you ever read the comments on BitChute, but they are insane. I mean,
3: you can't watch the videos because it has all this horrible, hateful stuff. I tried to tweet it the other day. was like, it's not the stuff in the, you know.
0: It's like unbelievable. Yeah. Well, BitChute's having problems right now because the banks won't allow them to bank there. And so the point is, there's always a, a point of entry that they can control. And you know, so I don't know your opinion is on on um uh using your real name on on social media. A lot of people think that's social credit score. I use my real name. The only place I don't too stupid.
3: What I just was too it was ten years ago when I got that radio show, like I just didn't know. (laughs) But I also (laughs) that I could have been anonymous. But Monica Presley, I I mean this time it doesn't.
0: Wherever you sign up, they know who you are. If you're on Twitter, you could use Mr. Bingo Bungo Bop Bop (laughs) Bop. Yes. And they still know you're Bob in Wisconsin. Okay. They just know that. It's, you know, so what uh, do you think that we should have to use our real names on Twitter or are you you concerned about that?
3: I'm an anarchist, so I don't care what you do. But I, and also like the problem is there is no competition in the social media space. And when I assume that Musk or whatever is going to, usher in the end of Section 230 or whatever it is so that the incumbents have a wall around them and no one new can ever enter. So if you had total competition, then people could just vote with their feet, like you're a racist jerk or I don't like, you know, these are too liberal or whatever. But the idea that it's morphed, like your question implies that this is a public utility and that's the problem. Not only is it now public and not private, it's it's the public square. Because again, just like the Zoom thing, they shut down physical right to assemble, right to petition your government. And now, and Elon Musk has said, I want this to be the public square. I'm like, no, because then we do have to decide on how it's used and you're, and it's going to be protected and it's going to have responsibilities and you're never going to be able to get any kind of competition. Look, there's nothing that there's, there's a substitute for everything but like food and water. So don't tell me I need Twitter, have a right to Twitter, get off it. The problem is that they will give you an Obama phone, they will give you a TV, like when they upgrade these and they give them away, they need you to have the propaganda. And then they subsidize certain businesses over others, so that this is the stuff that is going to get like, you know fire hosed into your house so i would just go back and back and back and say i don't want to add anything i don't want to facilitate people thinking this is safe now like like truth in advertising laws the worst thing that could possibly happen because if they didn't have them you would never believe anything you know you would never believe any advertisements you'd be completely free from it but they they have to convince you that it's worthwhile valuable safe open and all that. And I would just say, like, if you want me to do anything, it's going to be to turn back the clock and pull away any kind of expectations or regulations for any kind of freedom, anything, and let it just be a wild west and it'll shake out. But still, you know, as long as you can grow a chicken, you really don't need it.
0: Right. I I agree with what you're saying. I'm just wondering in this day and age, if if maybe the answer is a little bit of both and whether it's right or wrong, I wonder like, I have been off YouTube forever in terms of this show. The show does very well audio-wise, decent video, because we have to live on all the alternative sites, which is fine. But I have been completely kneecapped by YouTube. And I put my stuff everywhere, everywhere, everywhere but YouTube. And it does not get the numbers that it used to get on YouTube because humans are creatures of habit and they once you establish as the brand of excellence it is so hard to break that like that's why all these all these football leagues keep trying to start and nobody watches them because we have the NFL we like the NFL we like this season and this is when we and once the Super Bowl's done we all want to move on. It's baseball or whatever.
3: Trump did that. The USFL was successful and then Trump moved it to go head to head with the NFL. So he's been he's been an inside job from the beginning but you're right like we started this conversation like if there was one thing i could do if i was one violate my anarchist principles for like one minute and i'm moving away from that i'm not sure it's realistic but it would be to ban tiktok cuz it's so toxic it's so bad and i agree like youtube the networking effects i guess like 80% of everything is on youtube if you're not there if you're not accessing the second largest search engine in the world mm-hmm you're not there. And, and yeah, I mean, and that's what I think you have to look at. Like the, the the intelligence roots of Google, the intelligence roots of Facebook, like this is, there's no winning this game because these are their platforms and it's just, that's what's the most important thing. But see, that's what it's like. We can go full circles in the beginning. Like we're just going to be blade runner, right? So we're going to, that it's all going to be plugged in, but I'm st- I believe that I will still have the ability to think and have genuine authentic relationships maybe only 20% of us have ever been really able to do that maybe the remnants will once again be the only thing left of humanity but that will be enough maybe civilization has been from the beginning of the whole tax slave state uh just a giant like the remnant kicking the can of tyranny for ten thousand years and we just have to keep kicking it yes you're not going to get your youtube back for sure not and that all sucks but the fact that they have to have that fire hose under total control and on full blast all the time i think demonstrates that that we remain a threat and it's based in the fact that we we still think
0: well, I, I am somebody who goes, as I watch us move forward, you know, I've been a conspiracy theorist for a very long time, very long time. But I feel like everything got hyper warp drive after 9-11. And, and that's kind of around when the internet starts to become the internet, the real, like, the early years of what we understand the internet to be right now. And as that internet grows, there becomes a permanent record of of what is going on. And I think it gets harder and harder for them to use the same playbook over and over again. So we had a guy come on, I believe his name was Aaron C. He went by and he talked about how there was a queue hundreds of years ago. And it was this pamphlet or this book that got out that told everybody about white hats and all this shit. And, and it was like, and it and it was meant to like kind of galvanize and get everybody behind it, this movement. And it was the exact same playbook. Now, Johnny and I have had discussions about Q. And what I I can only understand, I totally understand. Q is a is a intelligence operation but i i personally think a lot of people woke up to a lot of shit that was going on like the epstein's the 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 democrat servers the ukraine hunter's laptop all that stuff and maybe that was meant to divide us even more but i feel like a lot of people know all the news that's coming out right now so in that thing i don't think that conservatives are like Riot people. I think that when, when shit gets crazy, they get more into themselves. Like, right. they they start to turn into themselves. They start, you know, living off the grid. They start doing that. And when shit gets really bad, that's when they show up with guns. Where it's like, okay, the kids are getting out of control. Time for the adults to show up. Which was, you know, Kenosha, Wisconsin, you know, whatever you think, of Kyle Rittenhouse. Here we are, they're rioting. These guys show up with guns protect this these two Indians car dealership and shit pops off. He he shoots and kills a pedophile, all that stuff, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh that's my personal opinion. I, I think the notion of getting people going nuts, this is what they do. They 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 circle the wagons around each other and wait to see what happens. Um but my whole point is this I they can always keep coming up with new plays maybe, but I just don't think they're that original. And I think Every time they pull some shit that doesn't go the way they told us it was going to go, weapons of mass destruction, uh, Russiagate, it gets harder for them to pull the shit off. What's your thought?
2: Black
3: pill. Well Sorry. In, in L.A., I mean, it's hard for me to believe that you're going to ever get more than 20 to 30% of the people. You know, because I live here, I just, I feel like you're going to get so, because... Because at the same time they're doing this, they're making sure that you have to be more and more plugged in in order to make a living. And we're so comfort oriented. And, and then if they, if they actually have impaired our health to the point where they really like you to have to have pharma. So they like diabetes, they like heart problems. They like trans. They want you to have to have their pills um, I think there was somebody who tweeted at me a Star Trek episode, catch yourself white or whatever, where people were born addicted to this thing and they had to get it. So you can say like, people will be woke, uh, awakened to this, but if you're already too immersed in like no autonomy, I don't know, you know, they just need a, I think they just need a critical mass. But again, I feel like, I don't think this minority that you're talking about, the irate minority, is going to take back the government. I don't. I think that we're we're going to have a technocracy, but how much they can get away with, I think, will always be limited by human beings just having a limit.
2: Well, I mean, what I what I have to say about that, like, uh, so you think that, like, I think I might be the last generation that might go off the grid. I don't think anything after me can even do it, even if they want to. Even if they understand what it is, I don't think I think I might be the last last generation and be like, okay, let's get off the grid with my wife. I don't think my kids are going to be like they don't they're not going to know what that is. They don't know what kids I I was with my friend the other day and he's two years old and he gives him an iPad. I'm like, does he know how to hold it? No, my kid, uh, my friend had a kid (laughs) and and it started and it started crying and instantly he gave him an iPad and the kid doesn't know how to do anything other than hold it. I can't imagine that kid getting off the grid. Fifteen no. years. I from want now. to say
0: one thing about that because my kids are very much like that. But when they have activities, they love doing the activities, and uh, my kids are very smart. I I, I have this weird. I like. Monica, I'm much older than you, but when we were young, our kids would our parents just threw us in front of the television and we watched. We watched. uh I watched
3: eight hours of TV a day.
0: So so. We might begin dumber again. I think just our skill sets are changing to fit the 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 changing uh, of the environment around us and how we make money. I will always have eternal hope. Now, Monica wants to know. I want to get into the final thing that Monica wanted to talk about. I I will always have hope. You know who runs the world? What runs the world? I think all I'm, I I think all this stuff goes back. The fallen angels and who fallen angels are. Are they archons created by the demiurge? Are they angels kicked out of heaven? Whoever they are, there's a small group of people. Babylonians, you know, they started out as Sumerians and then it just keeps moving forward in the Babylonians. And again, these guys got in this video, you got to watch it, man. I'll send it to you, Monica. Just it breaks down the black nobility, and that's, that's who we're talking about here. When we talk about the three popes, the white Pope, who's the face of the Vatican, the black Pope, who is the general of the Jesuits, and then the one above both of them, which is the gray Pope. And he represents, and they all, they, they have names. I'm just horrible pronouncing names, but the black Pope is basically the black nobility. He is the guy who runs everything. The black nobility comes from the fact that there were these Banking families, these Phoenicians, that wanted to take over the Vatican, and one pope locked himself in in the Vatican for decades to to fight back, and eventually they surcame and and the Rothschilds, who everyone believes, is the the accountants or the bankers of the Vatican are really just desk jockeys.
3: They're for red the- shield. They're red. Yeah. So you have that. Red, you know, the color coding too.
0: So they are, the the Rothschilds are just the scapegoats for much darker, and there's a whole 13 families everybody thinks there is, and then there's the real 13 families that are the the Black nobility, and that's who the three popes represent.
3: Didn't Webster Tarpley do stuff about that, how the Phoenicians went up? Was it Florence or Venice? They went up to England. They were even the roots of the English bankers and then they went off the grid.
0: So it's super interesting because a lot of this goes back to this city, tired or tired out of Lebanon. I'm butchering the name. But there is where it was this fortified city. And guess who invaded it? And it's considered the greatest military siege of all time Templars, Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm so what does this get into man this gets into why everybody hates russia it goes all the way back to that and when the when alexander the second or third kicks out the racha this one and then we get into then we get into the versus kazarians bro and
3: and like yes the kazarians that's what i was going to say you were talking about why they're the merchants and stuff i think kazaria was the merchant crossroads and they're the ones who converted to Judaism. That thirteenth tribe. I don't know. Arthur Kessler is probably <laughs> like a hangout of some kind. But that was a great book.
0: The, I'm telling you, man, it, it's like everything clicks. Everything clicks. And we gotta you give me it, more. What's I need
3: that? A video? I need a book. Like I need. Oh, more. I'm gonna. I'm
0: gonna send you this video. Okay. And you, it, it's this guy is so great, and I'm so upset because he only has a thousand subscribers. And his videos, some of them only getting like a couple hundred views. I'm like, this guy is killing it right now. And it's like, it's, and it's like dense, dense. I mean, it goes all the way back, man. It, and his, and it, and he was talking about how, and I'm going to include the, the links into this video, but he he's talking about how the real dark angel is Moloch. And Moloch goes Babylonians, goes all the way back to Sumerians. And the Greeks called him Kronos and all this stuff, and that's where baby sacrifice comes from. And that's why when everyone, you know, again goes, and I, I get shit all the time. Oh, Sam, Sam's ready to call called Jews, because I don't think it's them. I think when you take a look at even Epstein, the colors of his mansion, it's all occult symbolism. And it's like this this hurting of children is a very black magic. Dark, it goes yes, back yes. to child sacrifice. To Kronos and Moloch. That's what it's all about. And that's what it's that, that, that to me is everything. And this is these dark arts people who've made deals. I think it's all, I I know it gets really weird, man, but if you were to ask me, it's all spiritual warfare. And it's us versus the people who worship the fallen, who could be called Archons, Anunnaki, Fallen Angels. They're all the same thing. And they all, so when you see them do like I can't even do the hand side because some dumb fuck will cut it off and be like, <laughs> look at W, company, he's worshiping this. But when they do that, do that, that with the three fingers <laughs> up, the W, Christopher Knowles, he'll tell you all about it. That's the watchers. The the, the lines going up and down. That's the watchers. So th- everything starts to click for me.
3: And I'm Would the you... black pill. This feels <laughs> hopeless
0: to me. <laughs> like, I feel like, oh
3: my gosh, the babies in No, but but
0: it's not hopeless because then you start to get into astrology. and You start getting into that and the age of Aquarius and how that fits into the awakening that's happening. And, like, I'm a spiritual guy, Manka. You know, like, I did a lot of drugs, bad drug addiction, sex addiction, alcoholism and all that stuff. And like, I'm a real, like, so I'm a knuckle dragger, but man, like- I've gotten into this real spiritual shit. And like, when I do certain things like love, that, like uh law of attraction, law of abundance, um, love thy neighbor, clear your books at the end of the day and do it with discipline. When I do those things, it all comes back. And this is where, like, I have a visceral reaction when I start saying this, it's all about love. It's all about connecting and helping others. And if that's the rule of the universe, okay, For whatever it is, man, if the Demogurge created this thing and it was a complete and mistake and, but something's happened here where other gods or whoever came in and created this whole system, love, abundance is the key to everything. And if there's law, if the law of the universe is love, then even Klaus Schwab is a speck of shit to the universe. They're all going to fail. That's just my humble opinion. And the day I feel like that's not going to happen, this show will no longer be going. It will be done. I'll call today. Wrap it up. Find a new job, illegal
2: Mexican. Well, Johnny, don't have to find a new job?
3: Johnny, yeah. Johnny you find a job too, you illegal Mexican. <laughs> Well, That's I think I'm I'm living your truth. So I maybe don't have my mind around it, but I absolutely live for that. I'm very happy that I have uh, a loving home and a warm bed, and I'm I remember my youth well enough to know that like every single solitary day, like I go to sleep and wake up in a really nice, comfy bed, and I'm just like, thank God. So that is I more, really more into, important to me. Yeah,
0: manka is that. We live in a haunted house. This is a giant haunted house. Okay? And some areas are more haunted than others. And you can try to change them all you want. But there's a reason they're haunted. And your job is to figure out the game and to get out of that part of the haunted house. My great-grandfather saw his entire family mowed down during the Armenian genocide. They all died. He got out, he got out, and he moved to Detroit, and his family flourished. He didn't stay there. He didn't try to, neck good, and change everything. He got out, moved to somewhere else. You see it happen all the time in these ghettos, and these hoods. People get really rich, and what do they do? They move the fuck right out mm-hmm. to a less haunted area.
3: <laughs> I just, I got to get out of L.A. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: I'm with, oh, dude, I'm in, I'm currently, we're,
3: we're all figuring it out right oh now. Gosh. I can't, I just, I feel very. You should
0: all pick one place, all the truthers, move right there, solidify the fort.
3: There are a lot of places, but you know, there I do, slowly but surely, I had this crazy total synchro where somebody was walking in front of my house with an Impeach Gavin Newsom t-shirt, and I said it on the, on my show, and she listen to my show who would have thought that that night she heard the show she was still wearing the t-shirt she tweeted at me and like she's my best friend out here now and i have found like i've had a couple of meetups and i have found some listeners who like are real actual friends like like like-minded people and there are people here who are good and they're here for work or whatever. But I'm, I'm, see, that's why I really am super hopeful because there's always going to be a remnant. There's always going to be a human being who's still human. That's just, they're not going to be able to eradicate it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree because they just want to be us and they've sold their souls. And, you know, it's like we had this guy on last week and he goes a little deep, but he was talking about how California is. Based off the Hindu god, the Black Cali, and uh, that's all the dark arts that come—the god of death—and there's a lot of that to it. And maybe California, maybe I like, like if you take a look at like Iraq, like Baghdad, right? Like, how many times has somebody gone in there and killed a million of them? And you're like, that's sad and tragic, but why is that always happening in that one area all the time? Maybe that area is haunted, and I'm not condoning it. And I'm not saying it's right. And if I could, I would end it right now. But the reality is, if Genghis Khan went there and in a short time killed a million of them, and then the Bushes went in there and in a short time killed a million of them, maybe that area is sadly haunted. And it could be built up for a little while, and then it gets torpedoed again, and then it gets built up again and torpedoed again. So, I, my my whole thing is, what is the game? You can't you can't beat the game. No, no, no! you can't change the game. You can only beat the game. And once you beat the game, you realize, get the fuck out to wherever you are. If it's haunted, more haunted, and move to a less haunted area. That's my humble opinion. I'm working on it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you these videos today. You, This guy oh, breaks yeah. it all down. You're like, fuck. Oh. I would love to set up a debate between this guy and... Some of these people who are like, it's the Jews. And I'm like, have this talk. But when people are very much entrenched and yeah. their their essence, their brand is based on something, it's very hard to come to grips and maybe everything you believe in isn't 100% correct.
3: Well, I hope you're not going to, it's not going to convince me not to be Catholic because I really like being Catholic. I think the Pope drinks baby's blood. Like I don't even know about the black one and the gray one, but the white one definitely has blood all over his Cossack. But I, I don't know. I like at it. the
0: highest yeah. levels, it's all psychopaths and Catholicism yeah. is an idea paradigm. So it does not. It's either it's neither good nor bad. It's who who takes it and how they apply it. And you know, it's like my old kung fu, my JKD, Jeet Kune Do, uh sifu used to tell me even bad people can learn martial arts so it's like you can take the worst you know the best thing in the world and give it to a a, a broken person and they can do bad things with it so it doesn't really matter
3: All Right. well us catholics on the bottom i think we're
0: think are salvageable i'm working that's on my of Jews, man that's my opinion of uh, muslims that's my opinion. yeah no i know
3: that's why i want to know about the catholic thing because i can I there's definitely something terribly terribly wrong and i would like you know i really that's another thing that i really don't like about the having identity politics all the time and identity is at the basis of everything is that you can't have real discourse about the people within your own, like they divide and conquer, right? So you go to Israel and they gave those people like more vaxes than anybody else on earth. Like that, that's not, they're not doing them any favors. And if you can't talk about like the bad government or whatever, you can't have these dialogues. So I want to know what's in my own house. So I can, I'm happy to talk about that, to learn about it with an open mind.
0: 100% man. And that, you know, you get down to it. It's like, I think they use Judaism, Christianity, Islam, as masks to walk amongst us, because if they actually let us knew what they were into, I would think that we would lose our minds on it. I don't know today. I mean, everybody's so <laughs> red thin on all this stuff. But Monica, one more time, can you tell them where they can find you?
3: Yes, thank you. Deep Dives with Monica Perez on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm still on rockfin.com slash propaganda report with Binkley. And you can go to my website, monicasdeepdives.com. I also do cocktails. I have the 12 cocktails of Christmas. If you want to go to monicamixes.com. And I'm always on Twitter. You can find me there at Monica Perez Show.
0: Well, you're one of the best in the biz. I love talking to you. I still have the the coffee cup you (laughs) sent me. And I drink, use it every day. And uh, we need to do some more live stuff. Figure out some. Li- I mean, I've done shows with uh, like Eddie Bravo. We should do like a live show every once in a while in L.A. where we just do a podcast and talk mad shit. Oh,
3: you did invite me once and I was a little nervous. So I don't think I let my hair down. Plus, because you don't drink, you did not pass out the beverages. So oh. Oh, next time. No, just
0: know wherever I'm performing, people are drinking and you can oh, drink. Wow. Yeah, yes, definitely. That was
3: so wrong. Like, I'm Sorry, not- but no. you didn't drink at the comedy store? No, because I'm an idiot and I would have been, I would have at least uh, uh, enjoyed myself and that kind of thing is infectious. But I was like, where, where are the cocktails coming out? You know, well, <laughs> two hours later, I'm like, you where the fuck are the cocktails? <laughs> I mean, fucking XG was probably on Coke that night. <laughs>
2: Dude, <laughs> you do Coke not face. want
3: me on Coke. No, 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 no.
1: I, no, I but... <laughs> don't want
0: you on
3: Coke. It's fentanyl <laughs>
1: now. <laughs> I,
0: I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you so thank much you for coming on. Guys, go to samtriplee.com. Check out all my dates again rockfin.com all of our affiliates we got wise wolf gold we got a new crystal uh fuck what's here let me look up real quick what's our crystal affiliate we're selling crystals on (laughs) samstribbley.com we got out brown gas uh here we go come on follow me oh yeah so we have a cure hydrogen brown gas and then we have harley ray's uh, crystals use the promo code swarm 15 get 15% off t-shirts are on fire i don't know how much longer i'm gonna do cameos so get them while you can <laughs> i love doing them but it's also a lot of work and just go samtruth.com for all of my dates once january's here bang Tripoli's on the road dropping hammer of the gods uh possibly gay hammers of the gods you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, if, if i'm on tour with will uh but we love you guys one more show dr shiva on Wednesday, and then we wrap it up for 2022. Love you guys. Thank you so much. We go deep, homeboys. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional just, shit. In Wake up, Aaron.
1: This is only the beginning.
0: There's- you just blew my mind. Tim Foil hat Tim Foil hat.